This show may contain strong language and sexual content. If you're a minor looking for information or help without all the grown-up stuff, visit our website at mygayagendapodcast.com for resources. This episode contains discussion of a homophobic physical attack and mental illness. It also contains discussions about the LGBTQIA community, but you probably figured that out already. It's right in the title. Monday, we're super gay. Tuesday is also gay. Wednesday is still pretty gay. And Thursday, I have a night class. Friday, we continue to be gay. Saturday is the gayest day. Sunday, yeah, it's still gay, but we also record a podcast. Hello and welcome to My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast where we interview the queer community and plan our world domination. My name is Jen. My name is CJ and we are your co-conspirators in trying to figure out whatever it is that cisgender heterosexual people think it is we're doing. Uh, but CJ, what's on the by schedule for today? Today we're talking to Matthew and then we're going to play a game. Now, there's a lot of Matthews in the world, but this is the one that we're talking to today. Uh, His name is Matthew Foreman, and he does a bunch of stuff with gaming. Super awesome. Perhaps he'll be able to enlighten us more on that. Hello, Matthew. Hi. I Yeah, I am Matthew Foreman. I'm known for saying, <laughs> that's me. <laughs> on a, uh, that's me. I am Matthew Foreman. I am a Dungeons & Dragons and tabletop uh, RPG streamer and designer oh. and content creator. For a Twitch channel known as Dice Priori. I'm also featured on other channels such as Variant Rolls, and I've, I've made appearances on others. How oh, cool. cool. Uh, what does Dice Priori do? So we produce uh, long-form Dungeons & Dragons and tabletop content. Uh, our flagship series centers around exploring traumas in an industrial fantasy setting that I DM, and then the, the others are... Um, uh, from modular content, official content, such as Storm King's Thunder and Dragon Heisters. Awesome. That sounds really cool. Yeah. We've been doing, I've only been doing it a year. <laughs> oh, wow. Cool. So you've been doing it a year and you already got so much going on. That's so great. Yes. It's been, it's been a tremendous uh, journey and we've learned a lot. Uh, I'm supported by four other wonderful board members who are all cis-heteros. <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> <laughs> well, we won't hold that against them. We won't. They're wonderful people, and they're very supportive of the uh, queer themes and the uh, explicitly, uh, um, I don't want to say progressive, the explicitly um, pro-queer uh, and anti-racist uh, storytelling that we participate in. Well, oh, great. Wonderful. <laughs> Those are two things I like. Me too. <laughs> cool. Uh, I also very much appreciate that you have a catchphrase. <laughs> That's very good. More people should have catchphrases. Yeah, I've, I feel like across the board, everybody could stand to have a catchphrase. I'm not sure if I do. Hmm. Jen, do you think I have a catchphrase? Uh, I would have to give some, give some thought to that. <laughs> <laughs> I have the memory of a goldfish who <laughs> is recovering from a head injury, so <laughs> I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> That's fair. I think I think yours might be oof. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. It's just such a nice all-purpose reaction. That's true. Uh, so Matthew, want to get us on your queer journey? Uh, sure. Uh, I I mean I'm so I am a uh, cis gay man. Mm-hmm. I uh, 
Yeah, and <laughs> so I uh, first knew I was gay, you know, a bajillion years ago. I'm 31 years old now. I, I first knew when I was uh, about in fifth grade, so I was like, I don't know, 10 years old or so. Oh, so it's been like a hot second. Yeah, a hot second indeed. Um, <laughs> and I grew up in a small uh, farming and former mining community in southern Illinois, uh, where I was um, the only out gay in the village, as it were. <laughs> wow. Mm. Yes. Uh, all the other uh, gay men who had come out um, in high school had been ran out of town. So <laughs> I was the cheese that stood alone. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, it, I came out whenever I was about uh, 17 um, in a study hall that had about mm, 100 plus students in it. And okay. In a study it, hall? Yes. Yeah, it was a very large. Uh, our, both of our study hall sessions in that high school were incredibly large. Uh, this oh. was actually the smaller one. And, um, uh, yeah, and uh, a woman... Uh, there was just this running joke about my sexuality, but everyone just thought it was a joke about my being gay. And then we took it a bit too far, and one of the uh, young women uh, uh, looked at me and said, you know, wait, are you really gay? And something possessed me to say, uh, yes, I am, in front of all those <laughs> students. And well, that was it. That was that was out. I was out. Um, uh, the reception was actually incredibly warm uh, for oh. that history. I don't know why. Uh, I, I, I was just well-liked, I guess. And... Um, it was uh, actually gave pe uh, other students in the student body br um, the bravery, as they told me, uh, to come out themselves. So a couple other kids came out shortly after. Oh, oh, that's wonderful. We love stories of queer people lifting up other queer people. Yeah. It, it wasn't without its reprisals from, you know, the cis uh, males and cis women, uh, cis hats, I should say, of the... Um, uh, student body, but um, overwhelmingly it was a positive experience. What sort of reprisal did you get, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, so I will I will just say there's, uh, I don't know what kind of general content warnings you have here, but I will say this is a content warning for some level of violence that I'm about to talk about. You got it. Um, so I, I do remember distinctly uh, from a few men that I had known for quite some time, because um, it's a small town, I was eventually cornered in a bathroom by several of them because they'd been antagonizing me for some weeks and um, we had kind of been going back and forth. Um, and I was eventually cornered in a bathroom when I was just, you know, trying to go to the bathroom. <laughs> As one does in a bathroom, generally. <laughs> yeah, didn't actually go in there to reenact Fight Club, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so they thought it was a good idea to encircle me. Um, I was thankfully able to get out there unscarred. I just found the uh, person that seemed to be the least unaware. I clocked him and I ran. Mm. <laughs> Listen, gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that's kind of awesome, but like, it's kind that's, of awesome. <laughs> they, they threatened me. <laughs> yeah. I, I grew up with uh, three brothers, so I knew how to wrestle, as it were. Mm. Mm. It's a it's that a special type of um, fisticuff skills that you get as somebody with multiple siblings. Yes, I am actually the youngest of six. Oh my goodness! Wow, you're joking. No, definitely the youngest of six. <laughs> <laughs> There's that a uh, wasn't there a statistic going around for a while about like the percentage of siblings that turn out gay? Yeah. Are you are you the only gay? <laughs> I ask because, like, my 
in my family, I have uh, three other siblings, and two of us are gay. So we got a solid 50-50 there. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Fair. You uh, come out as gay in high school, and where are you at now? Just as gay as ever? Yeah, just as gay as ever. Uh, 12 out of 10? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I've, uh, I've been married <laughs> once. That was fun. I was married to a oh, man. Wow. Uh, now I'm divorced. <laughs> and I am, uh, I am just uh, living my life as a content creator, being gay. Um, I've also felt, especially since the divorce, I've definitely felt mm, asexual at times. I've gone through these yeah. stretches of that feeling of just like, like, wanting to be romantically linked with someone um but not wanting to be uh sexually involved with someone mm. okay. so, so i i i i i feel gay and asexual <laughs> lately all right and uh i was really interested when you were talking about uh your um gaming work specifically in terms of like working through uh, trauma, and you had specifically brought up uh, mental health as a subject that you are passionate about. Uh, are those, like, was that passion, like, the particular reason that you had been, uh, had that you had chosen to incorporate that in your work? Uh, yes, I would say so. so like, I, 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 I was depressed from, from about the ages of, like, I mean, seven, about, about before I came out, long after, you know, intermittent spells of, of long-term depression, um, I, I once had a depressive, honest, honestly, a depressive episode that lasted about three years. Um, mm. It just, it just was forever. I, I, and I came out of the other side of that okay, but it was uh, very, very hard. Um, so it was that experience. It was honestly the experience of, um, of losing a great deal to mental illness, losing what I felt like was a good swath of my life in those three years, because that was, I was doing very well. I was on top of the world. I was a paid researcher. I had a wonderful job. Um, a terrific marriage and uh, slowly but surely <laughs> the existential horrors of life kind of took those things away from me and I um, I became very depressed for a very long time um, and when I came out of the other end of it I had my life back again and that's where I am now and so now I've made a point of that to explore those themes to communicate those understandings that I think I have to just hopefully help people and i have gotten a lot of positive feedback on my twitter that you know people who have come to me other creators um have come to me seeking um help and guidance and they appreciate my posts and things like that so that is kind of where that overall art comes from mm. yeah i'm really glad that uh uh that you're on the other side of that uh i know it can be tough when you're in that stage um and that you're able to pass that on to other people especially like in uh like i guess entertainment yeah depart like it's supposed yeah, to be enter entertainment it's supposed to be entertaining <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. i just like as a as a theater person i always like it is something weird about like the very broad umbrella of the word entertainment that i'm always like are we saying it's entertainment Sure. <laughs> Great. We'll call it entertainment. So uh, we used to have constant, constant debates at our school about entertainment versus art, oh and now God. I'm at the point where I'm like, all right, everything in the world is both entertainment and art. 
That's right. Everything's a spectacle. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's all performance. Is it art or entertainment? Yes. <laughs> I don't believe in binaries. That's ex- there it is. There it is. <laughs> we have a lot of guests on the show who uh, struggle with mental illness and like uh, mental wellness and all of that, and it like can get particularly tricky when you feel like there's like no community around you and that like you're the only one feeling this way ever. All capital letters. Yeah, and. Uh, Uh, It's especially, I feel like, one of the things I wanted to communicate as I've grown over the year and as the show and the channel, the shows that I'm in and the channels that I produce becomes more prominent, um, I always want to communicate that, you know, the people that you see succeeding, you know, we so often only see people's highlight reels, and, Mm. and I want people to see more of the raw footage. I want them to know that you can create and be wherever it is that people perceive I am because I don't know I don't know it's all perceptive perception uh, per- perception right some people yeah. some people will look at my channel and my growth and so wow I wish I had that others will be like oh well I'm glad I'm ahead of him you know what I mean and, and I want whoever is looking at me in any way to know that this is what it looks like kind of warts and all especially especially to the people that look at Dice Priory look at Ghost of the Machine look at Matthew Foreman on Twitter and say man I, you know i look up to him and i want them to know that i have day, days where i'm like well i'm laying in bed and eating cheetos <laughs> yeah <laughs> because that's what the active process of actually doing these things really looks like um mm. you know there are days as as however whatever they make of the channel you know let's they they let's say someone thinks dice priori is just the greatest twitch channel on the planet they idolize it they can't get enough of it then they and they can look at that and say, okay, I know that it's possible to do that, do something I admire, and have days where I don't feel like doing anything, yes. and have days where I just gotta eat the Cheez-Its and watch watch <laughs> Harlots on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as um as a society, we have such a tendency to put any sort of public figure just up on this pedestal. Yes. Um, and I know that I've I've had my fair share of depressive episodes and like during those times like looking up at the pedestals it's just like cool I'll be down here forever mm-hmm. <laughs> but to, to not only have a reminder that they are like I don't know humans but that they have the down times too it's just it's, it's, it's just really important I just appreciate that <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's important to know that success come success and growth and the it's all part of a journey and that journey the success is also shared with those downturns mm. um those good days are yeah. shared with those bad days that all they, they all compose the same week you know of your journey mm-hmm. and that it's not like a linear slope not up a- you know where like at first it bad but now it good and it's good forever mm. <laughs> exactly exactly it's not uh, it, it it is funny how people all come to the this idea understanding of like a linear growth when in fact life is not linear in that sense at all not at all yeah it's like it's like they want it to be like a story rather than a life like you defeat the bad thing and now all is good forever and it's like no like there's like there are mental illness things that i have where it's like i can recognize that i'm a lot better than i was in the past but at the same time, I still have days that suck really bad, and I know any second it can go, like, right back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Big mood. I mean, I I always think back to, you know, when I was on top of the world and I had everything going for me and just, oh, how great my life was and depression was behind me. And then it was, well, the next three years of your life is you wondering what the hell is all this and Mm -hmm. and losing everything. Um, and I, and I'll say it's, it can be scary at times. It can be scary at times because I am back on top of the world. I have a great, I have a great job. I, um, I'm not married, but I'm happy in my life. I have a dog, you know, I have a great growing channel. I have all these opportunities. Um, but part of me knows that life is in fact a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm. And that, that kind of, you know, go ahead, please. Nope. I was, I was pretty much going to agree, but if you have more to say. Go. Well, that well, that kind of that feeling, that thinking that I I just exposed there is is the kind of thing I try to incorporate in my storytelling in Ghost in the Machine, um, mostly in Ghost in the Machine, um, which is all about just um, the horrors of life and overwhelming odds and um, a feeling of powerlessness mixed with the definitive choices my players have to make. Um, that's why I try to do anyway. Yeah. And I think a lot of um, games are uh, sort of exploring that terrain, like uh, the uh, game Gris, G-R-I-S. It's either like Gris or Grease, um, or Grice, who knows? But <laughs> it's a game specifically about the five stages of grief. And like the whole thing is literally just an exploration of the five stages of grief. And mm-hmm. I think that like, a lot of like video game artists and like gaming artists are using it as a platform to like give players the tools to explore these things that are otherwise really hard to explore when you're in the moment. And then there's the ones that have sanity rankings and it's like y'all. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Not all systems are created equal. Yeah. I uh we actually chiefly do 5th 5th uh, edition D&D where I am, but um, I have played in uh, uh, other systems, and we're working on expanding our territory into different systems. Um, I recently got really uh, um, turned on <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, by a system known as Urban Shadows, which is one of these powered by the apocalypse hacks. I don't know how much you all... Oh, yeah. It sounds I, I've familiar. heard of it, yeah. Uh, absolutely terrific game. And that's a game that really helps you. Uh, not necessarily... It, it 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 has it has traumas built into it but it's 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 it does really a good job of encouraging entanglement and um it plays out in a really beautiful way but i i i am um, i'm very interested i'm very interested in how these games a lot uh, to to get back to your earlier point i'm very interested in how this shift in tabletop and um gaming uh, story culture is a lot of it does center around traumas uh, a lot of our most popular you know shows uh that people other people produce center around that yeah get the get the narratives out there everybody yeah sometimes I... you're in bed eating cheez-its and watching harlots on hulu <laughs> that's right that's... uh what is something that you would like to tell uh cishet people for the very last time and then you never have to hear about it again I would say that believe people when they tell you their truth. Mm. Even when it's the last thing you want to hear. Mm. Mm-hmm. 
I like it. Just feeling that over here, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jen and I are just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes people say, um, like an agenda item or something they want to tell cis-head people, cis-head people for the last time on this show, and I'm just like, feel like I'm at a poetry slam and I just want to snap. <laughs> <laughs> and that's just where I'm at, like, emotionally. <laughs> Wonderful. No, that's yeah. very good. Yeah, we've talked on this show before about, like, so many people's reflex um, about, like, uh, queer concepts and identities they've never heard of. To be like, well, I haven't heard of it. That means it's not true. Uh, I I think one of the reasons I say it that way is because it was how I had to learn. I may be a gay man, but I'm a cis gay man. I'm a, mm-hmm. I'm a cis gay man who's always felt cis, who's never had experienced a, all that much gender dysphoria. Um, mm-hmm. um, and I found the best thing to do was to follow people and watch watch their content and read what they were writing and um, watch their videos and follow them and, and, and not actually engage with them all that much. Just sit back, listen to their truth, kind of accept it as much as you can, bring it with you, process it, and just kind of, that is how I've hopefully grown in my understanding for people with different uh, journeys in that regard. Yeah. Listening is always a great idea. Mm. I mean, whether that listening is like auditory, watching, whatever. Um, Just like being able to just like sit back and let it be about somebody else for a moment really helps because it then it, it stops being about like, Oh, like you you stop raising the internal alarms of like I'm wrong I've been wrong this whole time and instead it's just like I'm prioritizing this other person right now and maybe I'll learn something so I like that a lot yeah <laughs> what is on your gay agenda my gay agenda would be to teach is my agenda is to teach people that it's okay to fail and that failure is part of a successful journey. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I work with kids a lot, and I, I really try to stress to them whenever possible that, like, failing at something, making mistakes and stuff, that's how you learn. Mm-hmm. How, how else are you supposed to get good at stuff without, like, sucking at it first? <laughs> Very true. Yeah, and, and that you will never stop making mistakes. Yeah. It, it just, it's not a thing. I know people that are the best at, best at the, what they do and they never stop making mistakes. It's part of our, it's part of our shared existence. Right back to that, uh, linear thing, the linear myth of like, you don't reach the top and that's in that you're flawless forever and will never fail ever. Nope. You're going to have ups and downs. If you don't mess things up occasionally, you're not human. No. Which, I mean, even computers mess up too sometimes, so like... Yeah. Lower your standards. <laughs> <laughs> Understand the actual reality in front of you, rather than the, the myths that we tell each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Very listen, good. if you don't ask a guest how many of their siblings are gay, then you don't get to the good questions. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfectly good question. I just can't answer it. <laughs> For just the off chance that any of my family members uh, hear, hear this. You never know. <laughs> I'll say I'm the only out 
gay member of my family. That's very fair. (laughs) Matthew's family, if you're listening, y'all do you. (laughs) (laughs) They're all going to listen to this, Mick. Am I the gay one? (laughs) Who's he talking about? (laughs) At some point, we all got to learn that we're the gay cousin. That's right. That's right. Be the gay cousin that you want to see in the world. I don't know. I feel like that's how I learned that I was, in fact, the gay one. Mm. <laughs> you, heard like, stati- you heard the statistics. You heard the yeah. <laughs> you heard the statistics on being gay, and you're like by sheer volume. <gasps> <laughs> it's, like, it's not me, is it? It's probably not me. I don't think it's me. But like, if it had to be someone. <laughs> Then I could do it. <laughs> I guess if my hands are tied, fine, I'll be the gay one. <laughs> if, you're, if you're wondering, it's already too late. <laughs> oh, oh, true. Yeah. If if you have thought about it for more than five seconds, congratulations. Yep. Oh, whenever you see someone online who's like, I've been really wondering about my gender, but I'm probably just faking it. And then a flock of trans people come. It's like, no, if you're thinking about it this much, guess what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my summer child. Come over here. My, my trans summer child. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Uh... Let's let's move on to the game, Jen. Oh yeah. gosh, okay. All right. So, um in a previous episode uh where we interviewed a DM, I threw together a little something called LGBT D&D. Oh. Uh and I thought it was time for a second campaign. Yes. <laughs> so, it's sort of an improv game. Sure. In the, in the in the vague flavor of D and D, wonderful. It's got D and D aesthetics. Yes, so you get to start by designing your character. <laughs> and if you would if we, if you would uh, prefer to have a party member or to uh, well I guess I can't join in. I'll volunteer CJ. <laughs> You can make it a solo session or have me. <laughs> uh, I I want I think I've done enough talking and I would like to you know CJ I would love it love it if you came along. All right, let's do this. Now I have to meditate on who my character is. Though I could just bring back my uh, typical D and D character. Uh, their name is Breeza Bala. Uh, they're a druid tiefling. Perfect. Max, uh, you can be anyone you like. I will be playing a Tabaxi wizard. Heck yeah! And her name, her name is Mrs. Kilgast. <laughs> Mrs. Kilgast? Yeah, it's a it's a villain from my uh, Ghost of the Machine, so I I, I want to play her as a player character. Oh, amazing! I love <laughs> I'm it. Excited. Okay, Mrs. Kilgast and Bree, uh, you are in, wouldn't you know it, a tavern. <laughs> sick, uh, sick. At the bar, there is an Aarakocca bartender. Uh, it, business is pretty slow. So he's just washing some cups. Uh, there's also just the most cliche-looking job board you ever did see with some papers, thumbtack, fantasy thumbtacked up. What would you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just for the listeners, I'm about to do some voice acting. <laughs> yes. uh, what did you say your name was again? And I will speak to CJ's character. 
Breezabala. <laughs> Breezabala. Do you like to be just called Breeza or Breezabala? Bree. First name Bree. Last name Zabala. <laughs> Thank you. I am Mrs. Kilgas. I believe we already know each other. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I always appreciate a 12th introduction. It's like, you just want to make sure that you get the name just right. That's right. So, Bree, what do you think we should get up to today? Uh, first I'm going to order myself a Shirley Temple from the bar. Because I'm feeling some grenadine. <laughs> Yummy. <laughs> Alright. Um... Jen, is there any, like, how many uh, job postings would you say there are? Uh, there are three. Did you go to the bartender to order a Shirley Temple? Well, is, is the, sorry, is the bar near the job board? They're like... Are they in opposite directions? Oh, I guess I wasn't clear. Opposite directions. Oh, um, that's it's my a bad. It's a huge tavern, though, so... Mm. Okay. I can, I can get us a... I'm gonna... Oh, oh I was gonna say, I can... I, I'd just love to sip on a Shirley Temple while looking at these jobs, so I'm gonna go over to the bar, grab my Shirley Temple, return to the job board. Okay, as uh, uh you you order your drink, the Aarakocra mixes up a Shirley Temple, uh, and hands it to you, but also says, uh, Rah! it's dangerous to go alone, take this, and hands you, um, a can of mace. <laughs> oh! Thank you. <laughs> it's got uh, plus two spice. Perfect. I <laughs> hope I don't drink this by mistake. And I put it in my pocket. All right. Would you like to look at the listings on the job board? I go over with my Shirley Temple and look at the job board while sipping my Shirley Temple out of a straw. Okay. The, the papers are labeled in large uh, lettering. Uh, one says, raccoons in basement. <gasps> One of them says, Princess in Dragon, and the other one says, Goblin Attack on Caravan. Princess and Dragon, or Princess in Dragon? And. Because and. in seems like no. problem solved for the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Take that one down, it's completed. <laughs> it's a question mark, not an exclamation point. I don't know what it's doing here. <laughs> Okay, so we've got raccoons in the basement, a princess and a dragon, yes. or uh, goblins and a caravan. Yes. Hmm. I'm inclined for princess and dragon. <sighs> you already always did have a penchant for disaster, so yes, let us let us. That's go. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you head off towards uh, where the listing says the problem is. It seems that there is a castle nearby. Um, what seems to be a situation with a damsel in distress and a dragon guarding the castle. The dragon uh, kills every knight who tries to rescue the princess. Along the way, uh, the, there's a fork in the road. Uh, from the maps that you have, you have maps. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad I got these at the last rest stop. <laughs> that bartender was so helpful. See, I've got I've got your standard map, and then I've got the Cracker Barrel Inn map as well. <laughs> so I, I like using the Cracker Barrel map. <laughs> According to the 
Cracker Barrel map, this fork in the road will eventually converge at the same point at near the castle uh, that oh. you would like to go to. But looking at them, one path is very uh, dark. There's lots of trees overgrown. It's very shaded. Um, there seems to be a very mysterious fog only on that side of the forest. And you can see some bright, shiny eyes peering out from various bushes and branches. The other path is super bright and sunshiny. There's birds singing. There's a bunch of bright, colorful flags everywhere. Uh, and there's a sign, a wooden sign, that says, um, definitely not a trap. Well, I made the last choice. Well, I really enjoy a good gnarled wood. Oh, well, that's not bad. <laughs> I, <I'm... laughs> okay, but what path should we go down? <laughs> That's good to know about you, but, uh, should we go back to that bartender, or? Uh, no, 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 I, I, I like a nice haunted forest. I, I say we do go down the path that's dark and dreary. Wonderful. All right. So we go down that path. Yes, you stroll down the dark, foggy path. It's actually, uh, pretty nice. It's, it's very cool. Uh, none of the bright, shiny eyes really seem to bother you. They actually sort of scamper away as you get close as forest animals are wont to do. Um, but a, uh, a person does jump out of the bushes in front of you at some point and they whip open their cloak and they have various items. A gnarled wood. Right inside. <laughs> there is not a gnarled wood. This individual has kept their, uh, their pants on. Uh, they have a loincloth oh. over their pants just to be safe. <laughs> it never hurts. Uh, and they say, uh, hey, you want to buy some shady merchandise? Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yeah. Do you have anything cursed? I love a good cursed item. Uh, I don't know about, about curses. I've got a... I've got this... This uh, dagger. It's pretty good for stabbing. Uh, I've got this magical stone. Uh, and I have... Um, it's a potion. I don't know what it does. Uh, well, uh, Bree is also a sage. They're a bit of a, uh, insufferable nerd. So I'm sure that Bree could figure out what the potion is. So I buy the potion. All right, here you go. It's, it's a potion. Great. <laughs> I'm just assuming that I have a credit card because I keep making these purchases. Oh, yeah. Without yeah. any regard for, like, money. <laughs> oh, no, this is, um... This is in my fantasy world, so there's no capitalism, and you can get whatever you want. <laughs> oh, great! Perfection. And, the, and I love the shady, uh, the shady uh, quartermasters just hanging out in the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I would love a good dagger. All right, here you go. Magic, ma not magic dagger, just a dagger. Good for stabbing. <laughs> as long as it's nice and sharp and a little. I'm forgetting rusty. about the. St I mixed it up with the stone. The stone, very magic. No, thank you. It's a fantasy dagger. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Will that be all? Uh, well, I don't know. You're the one who jumped out at us. Are you good? <laughs> <laughs> you sort of started and stopped this uh, interaction. <laughs> it's all up to you, there, chief. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, unless you want this magic stone, I'll be going. No, we we all we, right, goodbye. we try okay, to avoid he, uh, things that are useful. He jumps and somersaults away into the bushes. Uh, he was nice. 
<laughs> you continue along the path, uh, and eventually the tree starts apart, and you can see the sun, and there in the distance is a castle with uh, some smoke and gloomy clouds and whatnot over it. Can't see a dragon. Okay, then there's probably not one there. Let's go! I wonder if they're having a barbecue. <laughs> must be must be when all the smoke... Wait, is. it is a sunny day. Seems like there's a storm rolling in, though. Wait, so are you just leaving? <laughs> Adventure over. <laughs> no, I want to I wanna head toward the action. Let's, okay. go to the, let's go to the castle. <laughs> all right um as you get a little closer you can see a window at the top of the castle and you can see uh faintly up there there is a princess hanging out of the window uh but she sees you and yells go go away and then retreats into the castle and then a large dragon stomps out from behind the castle uh rears up Got some flames trickling out. Trickling? Yeah, sure. Out of the corner of its mouth. Yeah, it's fantasy. Uh, it looks like it's about to attack you. See, so here's my thing. <laughs> this is OOC. Here's my thing. The princess said go away. And I try to listen to people when they say a thing. Mm-hmm. I am also curious, though, as to whether the princess is saying that because they're concerned for my safety, or if they do just genuinely want me to go away. What do you think? Well, it got me thinking on the way here. Uh, I wonder if perhaps she's wa- she wasn't so much, you know, taken as she moved in. Perhaps it's uh, an ongoing romantic relationship or, or well I don't want to assume but I mean dragons are large they're muscular and there are worse things to be dating in, in the fantasy world realm mm-hmm. you know that's very true I used to date a pit fiend for example so yeah plus there was a there was Shrek that was pretty groundbreaking yeah yeah that was a good movie I really enjoyed I this believe. I really enjoyed this our characters spend the next 20 minutes talking about Shrek you know this is a lot like that scene <laughs> Um, the dragon I... is confused by you discussing Shrek and sort of calms down. The fire goes away and it kind of raises an eyebrow at you and is like, Wow. What uh, do you want? Excuse me. Excuse me. Have you seen Shrek? What? Like the movie? Is this a dragon talking? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the movie. I, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't love it, but like, who hasn't seen it by now? That's fair. Um, the princess seems a little anxious. Are they okay? She's fine. Are you here to... What? Why are you here? We saw a job posting, so we wanted to see what was up. Oh, is it about all the, the nights I ate? Uh, I mean, they did mention that. Okay, because, like, they were all assholes. Mmm, see, this is this is what we were talking about. So, is the princess here of her own free will? 
yeah, like no one will leave her alone, so she came here just to, to hide away, and dudes keep following her out here, even all the way out here. So I, uh, I'm doing her a favor and, and trying to scare him off. Hmm, well, I mean, that seems reasonable. Um, do you have an opening for a, a, a dark wizard in a tower somewhere? Because I, I would love to... I, I recently became unemployed, and I would just love it if you have, like, an old creaky tower, perhaps on these grounds, if I could just occupy that, you know, move about in the shadows and, and, and perform dark rituals. That would just be lovely. Just as the dragon's about to answer, a magic ray flies out of nowhere and hits the dragon, and she is paralyzed and cannot answer because she's paralyzed while I'm doing great at this. <laughs> <laughs> I want to look to where the ray was coming from. In floats uh, a beholder. Oh, no. And, uh, well, I was going to say what it was wearing, but it's a beholder. They can't really wear much, so it's just a beholder. See if there's beauty in their eyes. There, There is not. There is only um, hatred and stupidity. And it floats closer, and uh, it's rambling to itself about... Uh, princesses and dragons uh, and moving into the neighborhood and ruining it and you can hear it mumbling something about how am I supposed to explain this to my kids <laughs> oh no <laughs> the freaking beholder is my father it's a <laughs> <the> problem <laughs> and the beholder starts shouting things like by means two they is plural I don't understand I'm gonna forget what do you do? It starts to ready a, a, a magic ray to blast you with. Hmm. The problem is I don't have my spell cards on me, and the only spell I know is Zone of Truth. <laughs> I mean, unfortunately, this beholder is really already spewing its truth. That's really true. Well, I was going to try to get down to, like, their insecurities, you know? Like, really really unpack that but i mean if i don't have that then probably like something else would be more effective <laughs> you you've got a dagger right i i do i'm also a wizard um i i i, I, you got that? I think i think this beholder is afflicted by a terrible malady because they're usually incredibly intelligent creatures uh, I would like to walk... It is a touch spell. <laughs> oh, God no. bless. I would like to try to cast Remove Curse on it. Uh, the beholder sees you move towards it and immediately turns all of its eyes on you. And while it is looking at you, you cannot cast magic. It's got many big, large, scary eyes. And magic won't work while it's looking at you. Gonna, mm. that I'd like to boink it in its center eye <laughs> with the dagger so it closes Yikes. its eye. <laughs> and then <laughs> if it closes its eye, I'll try to cast Remove Curse. Okay. <laughs> its center eye shuts, it shouts, uh, its other eyes sort of flail about a little bit and shoot some magic rays off in various directions. None of them hit anyone. Uh, but it, it screams, um... There is no curse to remove. Oh, no. <laughs> Though beholders are usually very intelligent, they are also not the least xenophobic. <laughs> and this one's just, um, especially a dick. <laughs> Damn. Sometimes it do be like that. <laughs> uh, 
why don't you <laughs> why don't you piss off <laughs> I will say to the gentleman <laughs> as I blink it in yeah. its center eye after I did that yeah Jesus. Uh, it is very scared of you at this point. Uh, it, it, it recoils a little bit from being stabbed. Uh, it starts to try and fly towards Bree a little bit, and it looks like it might try to fire another blast at them. Um, I just remembered another, aka I googled, um, but I did remember that Bree Zabala has Thorn Whip as a cantrip. Sure do. So I'm gonna try Thorn Whip. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's what it sounds like. The range is thirty feet. To just like whap it or to like wrap around it. Um, I want to thwap it in the eyes so that it stops doing that thing. All right, you uh, you thwap it in uh, a good half of its eyes. They all kind of shrink up, like you know, like a snail's eyes do when they get right. scared or something gets too close. Uh. It screeches and recoils a little bit. It's been long enough that the paralysis on the dragon wears off. And she growls and she looks at you and she's like, You guys chill if I eat this? Yes, please do. Yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Alright. It looks a little bland though. You got anything spicy? <laughs> I have a potion, but I'm honestly not sure what it does. It, it probably makes creatures taste better. I mean, I hope, I would hope so. That's, this is the only spice I have. You can give it a shot. Alright, so you, th- you throw the potion at the beholder just as the dragon snaps its ma- jaws around it. Uh, mm. uh, say the potion was uh, MSG, so the, the <laughs> beholder, super savory, yeah. quite delicious. The dragon's real happy. Uh, and to thank you for helping with that, and uh, in the hopes that you'll go back to town and spread the word that um, this princess needs to be left alone. The dragon gives you heaping bags of treasure in this non-capitalistic society. <laughs> At least Ooh, it's cool. very sparkle pretty. toys. You solved my quest. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Wait, but then Brizabala runs back to the bar and rips down that job posting. It's like, now nah, you're good. That's Yay. right. And I just wanted to cover that. And I need to go find a, a tower to be a dark wizard in. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, and the dragon also lets you know that there's, like, a tower down the road that she's seen that seems pretty dark. Perfect. And mysterious. Perfect. <laughs> That's <her> amazing. <laughs> that was All amazing. right. That was LGBT D&D. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much for being on the show, Matthew. Is there anything you want to plug? Uh, like, say if you had Twitch channels and, like, a game company and all that, hypothetically? Yeah. So, yeah, Twitch TV slash Dice Priori, uh, D-I-C-E-P-R-I-O-R-I, <laughs> whatever. And <laughs> that is that is my Twitch channel. That is our, the Twitch channel that I uh, run and... Um, you know, uh, uh, follow us on there. Follow me on Twitter at Matthew W. Foreman and um, to stay up to date. I am going to be at Gen Con running a number of games, both a Dice Priority, oh. yeah, both a Dice Priority hosted event and uh, on behalf of some events on behalf of Monty Cook Games. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that, that is that is my thing. That is the thing I do with my time, and it's uh, been a terrific journey. And uh, thank you both for having me. This was a lot of fun. Oh, good. Absolutely, uh, Jen. Oh yes. Uh, if you want to um, find me on Twitter and yell at me about how bad I am at 
coming up with campaigns. Uh, Untrue. I am on Twitter at underscore glittergoblin underscore, and I link to my other social medias from there. And as always, you can find My Gay Agenda on Apple Podcasts. If you're already there, please rate the show, subscribe, tell everybody you know. Uh, You can find us on Facebook uh, at My Gay Agenda, an investigative podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Gay Agenda Cast. And you can find us on Patreon like uh, Rachel, the real breezy baller Higgins uh, did. And now I give her a new nickname every time. You could be just like that by (laughs) being a supporter on Patreon. All right. Until next time, put this on your gay agenda. Fight the power. Love yourself. Take a day for you sometime soon. You know? Mm. Just chill. Yeah. Lay around. You probably need it. Have some snacks. Just rest. And that's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. That's our gay agenda. We just want to exist.